Hi, this is Nancy Herald, and welcome to my show, High Road to Humanity. In every episode, I tell you powerful true stories filled with great wisdom that you can use in your own life as you strive for a higher road to travel. My featured guests will have their own unique stories to tell that enlighten your mind and your soul. So kick back, relax, and learn the secret to success when you take the high road. Hi, this is Nancy Yerald, and welcome to High Road to Humanity. And guess who's with me today? Sharon Lynn Wyatt is here, and I've got her book. I'm holding it up. I'm so excited she's here, you guys. Know the name, know the person. Now, this is an interesting one, so you guys are going to have to share the show. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button either, okay, because it really helps me out. Hey, listen, before I bring her on, I want to talk to you guys a little bit about what's happening in humanity. Now, I pulled up a couple things. I won't make it lengthy, but this kind of blew my mind today. It says New York City's, this is the headline, and it came from Fox, and it says, New York City's Greenwich Village taken over by crime and anarchy, which I find this crazy because, you know, Greenwich Village has always been a really cool place, but I guess it's home to a lot of movie stars and big name celebrities, but now it's been um, a crime spree has happened. It said Wednesday, and this is really scary, New York Police Department announced it was looking for a man who broke into a Greenwich Village apartment and rubbed his penis on a 10-year-old girl's feet. That is so bizarre. The man is believed to have slipped into the apartment through a fire escape around 1 a.m. on June 11th, and the girl awoke to find the man standing at the edge of her bed. This goes on to tell about how there is so much crime happening right there in Greenwich Village, and it's a sad situation. And I want to bring that to people's attention for when you're in New York. Um, I love New York, and it's so sad to see this. Anyway, I just want to bring that to people's attention. All right, now for some good news. I like good news. So this, instead of skipping graduation to work at the Waffle House, his boss and co-workers cooked up miracles to get him there. Okay, so as we know, all the best laid plans of mice and men are often go awry. And sometimes, uh, let's see what happened here. Sorry about that. Um, so Timothy Harrison of Centerport, Alabama, planned to attend his high school uh, planned to attend his high school graduation. He even cleared it with his boss to take time off. But when the day of the ceremony dawned, Harrison found himself stranded. The event was being held an hour away from home with his family members working, no one able to drive him there. Much the, to the surprise of his manager, uh, Cedric Hampton, Harrison showed up on his regular 7 a.m. shift. Isn't that crazy? At the Waffle House, okay? So once Hampton heard the details of his dilemma, not only did he have a way to get to the graduation, but he didn't miss out. They picked up his ticket, they picked up his cap and gown, and they got him there. And I just think that's terrific. And so see, there's some good people still out there in this world. So there you have it. Hey, um, so Sharon's here today, and her name is Sharon Lynn White, and she's an international acclaimed and this is, I guess it's Nemologist, an award-winning author who specializes in guiding people by leading them towards more purposeful lives and helps them towards more meaningful social interactions in their business and in, in their interpersonal relationships. Now, she's been a featured guest in both the national and international media. She's presently working on her fourth book and the last in the series that shows how her presently work, or I'm sorry, that um, 
how to interpret names. And this includes her best-selling book, which we're going to talk about today, you guys. It's Know the Name, Know the Person. She has a huge um, background. I'm going to let her tell you about it. Welcome to High Road to Humanity. Cheryl. Nancy, it's so exciting to join you. Thank you for asking me to come. Well, I just think this is cool. I mean, tell us your story. And I was so excited to hear about your story. So tell the audience your story, like how you figured this out with the whole name thing. Well, it was in my seventh year of teaching and I was 26 years old and I was doing the seating chart because every good teacher knows that you randomly put down those names and you create a seating chart to let mm -hmm. the students know who's in charge the first day of school. Right. And so I was doing that, but my brain started saying, oh, don't put Joshua next to Julie because, you know, together they're going to be clowns, but separated, they're okay. And Stephanie's going to be stubborn, put her over on the side and Darren's going to need extra help. So put him up close. Well, by the time I started the fourth class, all of a sudden I went, wait a minute, this is what I do. And this is how I think once I know the kids, but all I have is their names. So I decided to go back and write down my impression of every single person or what my brain was telling me based on the only thing I had, which was their names. Yeah. I put it aside until winter break. And when I looked at it at winter break, I was astonished at its accuracy. So I went, okay, my brain's picking up some kind of patterning. Yep. Now, my brain's thoroughly trained in patterns because I was a math major in college and I have my master's degree. Oh, wow. God bless you. <laughs> so, so I literally said, okay, how do I figure out what subconsciously I've picked up and how do I make it conscious? Mm -hmm. Well, that took me 15 years to figure out all the patterns and all the nuances, and which is really kind of cool because it only takes me 15 hours to teach it. And okay, so I, wait, I got to stop you. So 15 years, were you teaching this whole time where you were figuring this out? Correct. Okay, continue on. Okay, so then I was, in, I was traveling during the summers with my spiritual work and giving talks um, because I'm an intuitive. And okay. so I just simply asked everybody, while I'm coming to you anyway, can I also introduce this new thing? And I, my thinking was, if I'm all messed up, somebody's going to call me on it. Right. But instead, everybody said, no, where do we get more information? Oh so I literally tested this in 70 countries at the time over a three-year time period. And then I came back and wrote the book. And again, I'm still working. So the book took me two and a half years to get out. But I rewrote it 10 times before the public ever saw it because I'm a math major. Oh my <laughs> God. So I had to get everybody's input. And the editor kept saying, you know, it reads like a, it reads like a textbook. You know, it reads like whatever. And so there a lot of work went into that book. And that's why it's yeah. a bestseller. And it's won some awards. Wow. It's well, I'll just tell you something. It's amazing. It's just some amazing work. And I didn't realize you were an intuitive. Now this makes a whole lot of sense because what I picked up from what, from this whole thing, it was so interesting. You were so in tune with the kids. You were so in tune with your students that you realized this. Most people are not that in tune. Well, I love kids. I still love kids. So yeah. I spent 40 years in the educational system. And I just got out three years ago. Wow. Well, I just have to say, it's amazing. You know, you see in the book, our name plays a significant role in whom and what we are. And that is so true. I mean, there's so many different things in this book that really hit home with me. You know, um, I want to just jump into all of this stuff and, and talk about it. Um, I bet you've helped us tons of people. 
because they understand themselves and maybe their partner or their friends better because they're able to look at the letters of their name. And that's what this is about. What really hit me, and I'll just shut up and let you talk, is the energy. What I figured out, I'll just tell you this because I'm into energy and I wrote a book on energy. So what I realized, and I know you must know this too, that each letter holds an energy. Yes, it holds a resonance. Talk and about so this. You either resonate with that or you don't. And, and every single letter and the combinations of letters, how they interact and play with the letters sitting next to them make a huge difference. Because just like if you're in that classroom and you like who you're sitting next to, you'll mm -hmm. be a lot more chatty than if you don't like who you're sitting next to. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. Behaviors. And it's the same thing. So may I give you an example of that? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So the C, I have mnemonic devices, which is the reason I can teach the whole thing in 15 hours and somebody can learn it. Okay. Is The C to me is charming and, and charismatic to cover up their need to be in charge and in control. Okay. okay. So these people need to be the one in charge. They don't take directions, you know, well, they like to tell everybody else what to do. It needs to kind of be done their way. So if All their right? name starts with the C, that's who they are. That's a characteristic that they have unless oh, okay. it's followed by an A. Because okay. if it's followed by an A, then other, they've got to learn how not to let other people, you know, be in charge of them. Got so it. anyway, but the C is basically, that's my mnemonic device. And okay. then the H is the holy letter. You just get in the river, you go where it takes you, you go with the flow. That's what I call one of the two really strong God letters. And it just means that you're spiritual and nice. you're just going to trust and you just follow the flow. Okay. okay. So now you put the C next to the H like in Michael or in, or in Cheryl, not your Cheryl, but other people's spelling of Cheryl. Mm -hmm. Okay. And these are people that have first the control letter next to the go with the flow letter. So they do everything the hard way because they don't know when they're supposed to be in charge and when they're supposed to let go. So they're constantly struggling within themselves on uh, where's my charge that I have to do and, and where am I supposed to let go? And, and they end up doing everything the hard way. Right. Well, and I, I looked up my, my, for Nancy, I looked up N and I looked up A. I thought this was interesting. The, talk about the first vowel. If the first vowel is an A, I thought, cause this hit home with me. It was, can I read this from the book? Is that sure. cool, Sharon? So she said, if you're, if you're, if you've got that first vowel, these people are observant, uh, Couch criticism by, uh, I'm sorry, couch cri criticism by requesting a change. Ask them, do not tell them what to do. <laughs> Thank or praise them for their efforts. Buy them practical gifts. Remember that they want to please you. Now, if you have the first bell, so these are if, if you have a friend, so then you know what to do. But if it's you... Uh, uh, hopefully I'm doing this right. If it's you that has the first vowel of A, remember, so this is for me, you guys, balance the tendency to self-sacrifice and what is reasonable. People do not see of half what you do, so they don't expect acknowledgement or thanks for your efforts. <laughs> Learn to praise yourself. Give yourself permission to say no. I love this. And remember to build playtime or private time into each day. And all of that is true. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. I literally got woken up at four o'clock every morning for 15 years and over the dream or that intuitive piece or whatever questions were being asked. Have you thought about this? Did you look into this? Well, what about this? Have you considered literally every day for 15 years? 
We'll talk about that when we come back from commercial break. Hey, guys, I'm here today with Sharon Lynn White. Her book is called Know the Name, Know the Person. This is High Road to Humanity. This is Nancy Yearout, and we will be right back. Hang on. We have more stories to tell on High Road to Humanity. Check out Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, to book a session with Nancy to learn how to tap into your own abilities. Have you ever been in a situation where you needed a miracle? I think most of us probably have. Whether it's a financial emergency, health crisis, or some other serious situation, most of us know the feeling of helplessness and even hopelessness. Now imagine having to wait for a miracle for six months, even a year or more. That's the situation for thousands of children all around the world who are waiting for a sponsor. Their only hope of escaping the poverty around them is someone like you choosing them. This is Nancy Yarrow, and I'm joining with compassion to give you the chance to be the miracle in a child's life. For a little more than a dollar a day, you'll provide the physical, emotional, and spiritual support a child needs, not just to survive poverty, but to be released from poverty in Jesus' name. Don't make a child wait one day longer for their miracle. You can find out more or sponsor a child right now. Just go to my website, nancyyearout.com. That's www.nancyyearout.com. We want to thank you so much for listening to High Road to Humanity. This is where Nancy and her guests tell stories that will guide you and enlighten your mind and soul. Now, welcome back to the High Road. Hi, this is Nancy Yearout, and this is High Road to Humanity. We're here today with Sharon Lynn Wyatt. Her book is called Know the Name, Know the Person. I mean, this is so interesting. I, I want to tell you what really, really, really hit home with me because I'm a religious girl. Are you a religious person? Can I ask yeah. that? Are you? I would say so. I have studied all the religions starting when I was in eighth grade. I have read all the major texts. Oh my gosh. Well, what really hit home with me on your book, and I hope you don't mind if I talk about this real quick. She says, the Jewish culture also recognizes the importance and significance of names. In the Bible's book of Genesis, God began changing names. I found this so fascinating. Sarah, which is S-A-R-A-I, became Sarah, S-A-R-A-H, and Abraham, or Abram, A-B-R-A, became Abraham. Notice that in both these cases, the H was added. Yeah, they both now have an A-H. And the A-H says that you work for God, that you're on mission for God. Now, what's really interesting, Nancy, is I had somebody, when I was on a different radio show, Call yeah. me up and give me a name to do. Yeah, right. And I was looking at that name saying, oh, my God, this person is so evil. Yeah. Right. right. But, but the person said he'd heard me say on a radio show that AH means you're on mission for God. Only 2% of the population is. Okay. And he says, so, so tell me about this name. And I looked at this name and all I could see was nasty. And it dawned on me 
you have to defend, you have to look at the rest of the name to see who is your God. Is money your God? Is Satan your God? You know, is the prime creator your God? It depends mm-hmm. on the rest of the name. It was like an aha moment for me. You mean the rest of the name, the last name or the middle oh, name, the, the full, full name. name? Okay. Now I have another question for you. So when you do like an analysis, do you use a person's maiden name or their married name? Oh, I love that. Whatever's on the birth certificate is your contract with God. And then whatever name you're going by is how you're doing or how you're showing that contract with God how you're going about it. Can I ask you about my name? Yes. Will you tell me? So is, is you're out your maiden or? Your no, maiden? it's, it's my maiden name is McConaughey. I'm a Scot. Okay. That's I God calling. That <laughs> God calling. calling. He hears me. He knows. <laughs> <laughs> now you all know my maiden name. I'm a Scot. So McConaughey is my maiden name. Now I'm single, but you know, recently divorced actually. Year out is my married single name. <laughs> but I didn't go back to McConaughey because people know me as Year Out. So what does that mean? Okay, so in your maiden name, it lets you know that you were taught that family was really important and that family kind of owns you. They have rules that you're supposed to follow. And mm-hmm. just being a member of that family, you get to follow those rules. Mm. Okay. And so when you change from that last name to year out, year out doesn't have any rules you're supposed to follow. And oh, it's cool. very balanced, you know, and it's, and you look at all the vowels in year out, you got four out of, you've got five out of the six vowels in year out, which means everybody can understand you and you can talk with everybody because mm-hmm. we connect through our vowels. Vowels show us our emotions, consonants show us our attitudes. And the only the only two letters in that last name that don't have, um, isn't a vowel, right? Is the R and the T. And the R is the rebellious, uh, rebellion. It's like, yeah. don't tell me what to do. Right. You know, I'm going to do right. it myself. I'm going to think for myself. But what I love about the R is that these people develop good discernment. So you're attracting people. The last name is always who you attract. So it says you're attracting everybody. And I keep turning that off. Sorry. It's <laughs> um, okay. And uh, it says that you're attracting a wide, wide variety of people, but they don't want to be told what to do. They want to be able to think for themselves. And then that T is always, we're going to go to the top. So you're getting high class people that are listening to you. It's a fabulous last name. And I would even suggest- Even though I'm divorced. Yes. It's a fabulous last name on who you're bringing to you. Got it. How cool is that? Then- I can thank my ex-husband for that, <laughs> if nothing else. Yeah, no, well, sometimes that's the best thing they leave us I, with, right? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Thank you, Sharon. So in, and in your first name and your middle name, it literally says that you can get along with anybody. You can be the mm-hmm. chameleon. You mm-hmm. can fit into any group with anybody you want to. And the real question is, do you want to? That's it true. also says in your name that you have incredible organizational skills and a yeah. fabulous memory. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that you want to make the world a better place. That's yes. all there. Now what's yeah. interesting is that the same combination of letters that say you want to make the world a better place also says you've got to watch your immune system. That's your weakest link in your body. So if you can keep your immune system strong, you can stay healthy. I always say, if you can keep the weakest link in your body good, then you get to keep your health. Okay. Wonderful. And that's the book I'm writing right now. It'll come out in September. Well, I tell you what, thank you. 
That was like so enlightening. Thank you very much. Literally, Nancy talked two hours on everything I see in a name from what you like in the bedroom to what you like in the boardroom. <laughs> oh, that's scary. That's really scary. I, uh, that's just crazy. Well, and, and it, this goes on and I, I have to read a little more of the biblical stuff because I am really, you know, a child of God and I'm really connected with God. And, and I just, this stuff just made so much sense. You, you write, God continues to change names with Jacob being renamed Israel in the Bible, the name, and this really hit home with me. Um, in the Bible, the name Israel means to wrestle or struggle with God. It's interesting to note that the name Israel breaks down into three component parts, Israel. Uh, in emology, science is represents the feminine, Ra, the masculine, and El, godliness. In other words, the name Israel includes both the masculine, feminine, and divine aspects of God. Uh-huh. Incredible. That when was just flooring. Figured out the whole system, Nancy. What I did was I literally reread the Bible another time and said the characters in the Bible, the people in the Bible, and what they do. When I interpret their name utilizing nameology science, does it hold true with their actions for what they've done in the Bible? I use that as my first testing ground. I bet. That's amazing. Well, it just, you know, it just goes to show and God changed names because that energy, it just goes to show about the energy of your name. You know, I always thought about this and I still think about this today and I'll run this by you because you're into this kind of thing that I am. So I'm so into what people say because your words have power. And if your name is cut, and I'll just ask you this, if you have a weird name, I mean, okay, so if you have a name like Grace, I would think that would be like, you would be a really graceful person, but I don't know. I can't think of a name that would be negative or anything like that, but there are names out there that you would, or like hope. So would that person always continually to be hoping because their name is hope? Do you know what I'm saying? Do you understand what I'm saying? If you think about it, every time somebody says your, your name for you, that resonance of who you chose to be and who you're supposed to be as you go through life, what right. experiences you're supposed to garner gets reinforced. It's the reason that I do my very best to always call somebody by their birth name, their first name, because I want to reinforce and say, all of you is being supported. All of you is being accepted. So okay, when so- you your name... Does it screw somebody up if you call him blanket like Michael Jackson did? I mean, does it screw somebody up? I just want to know. Well, what it does is that they've got to work harder than and able to support themselves in the areas that are not supported by the nickname or the new name or what somebody's calling them. So for an example, Nancy, think about all the parents that literally change their child's name to now end with a Y. Like Bill becomes Billy. Right. Okay. 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 So all of those and names that end in a Y like yours does naturally literally says we're a chameleon. We can get along with anybody. We are the people pleasers. Well, what that parent is saying to that child is you need to change. So it's easier for me to like you. Mm. So you need to worry about liking me or being pleasing to me instead of me just saying, Hey, this is who my kid is. Okay. So people who have names that end in Y have a difficult time in their childhood is what you're saying. Possibly. No, it's just, they learn intuition because they have to be able to then please the person that they're with. They have to be able to adapt. Which part of me does this person want to see? And so unable to do that, they're actually developing their intuition, 
But it's like other people are saying, I don't want to meet in the middle. You're the one that needs to do the adapting so that we can get along. And I think I wonder if that happened to me because I'm so it darn intuitive. To everybody with the why. You are just a wealth of information. This is really interesting stuff, man. What has been the most surprising thing? And we've got about two minutes, so I have to go to commercial break. But what's been the most surprising thing to you about this whole work that you do? That you can look at two people's names and you can literally say, is this going to work? Is this not going to work? And this is what's going to break these two people up if they're not aware of it and take action to change it. It's just amazing to me how you can look at two people's names and mm -hmm. you can see where the issues are in a marriage. I do a lot of couple work and they don't have to say a word, you know, instead of going to a therapist for years or a yeah. marriage counselor for years, they come to me for an hour and a half and I go, okay, so this is what you're like. And this is what you're like. And when we combine the two, here's where the issues are. This is where you're getting your feelings hurt. This is where you're getting your feelings hurt. And all you have to do is tweak how you present it. You don't have to change who you are, just how you do it. You know, Wonderful. how you say something. It's just like, I would never say, oh, you're loading the dishwasher wrong, Nancy. You know? Oh, well, I know, because it would irritate me. You know, you would say, well, since you know how to do it, do it yourself. Right. That's right. <laughs> right. On the other hand, if I said, hey, do you think there's a way of loading these dishes so that they can all fit? We don't have to run it so often. Now it's a puzzle. I haven't accidentally insulted you. And you're right there rearranging dishes. I get the same result of what I'm asking for, but it's how I present it, whether you're agreeable or you're going, ah, I'm done. <laughs> You know, you, I bet you saved a lot of a lot of marriages. Well, it's interesting because it, it you watch the reactions of people, and you know they get so excited. It's like, are you hearing her? Are you hearing her? <laughs> Can I record this? Yes, you probably have to record it. Hey, listen, we got to go to commercial break, you guys. I'm here today with Sharon Lynn Wyeth. Her book is called Know the Name, Know the Person. This is Nancy. You're out. This is High Road to Humanity, and we will be right back. Hang on, we have more stories to tell on High Road to Humanity. Check out Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, to book your first 30-minute coaching session for free to get you on your high road. Hold your head high, the world is coming. Watch the colors lift your soul. Do you struggle with knowing the right food for your lifestyle? Is there really a one right way to eat? As a chronic dieter, I was always so confused by the food rules and the fad diets. Where to even start? That's why I decided to go into health coaching. As your health coach, I will help you find the solution that is right for you. I will help you find balance. Unlike most dietitians and nutritionists, I focus on a whole person approach, not just food. I address stress, sleep patterns, underlying root issues, and so many other contributing factors to health. And as a mental illness survivor, I love talking about ways to fire up brain health. If you're interested in learning more and maybe even a complimentary consultation, contact me at www.sparkingwholeness.com or message me on Instagram through the handle sparkingwholeness. And now let's get back to the show. We will be right back on High Road to Humanity. 
Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, iHeartRadio, or download directly from Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, so you never miss an episode of The High Road. Hi, this is Nancy Yearout, and this is High Road to Humanity. I'm back here today with Sharon Lynn Wyatt. Sharon, what I realized is you're a very uh, spiritual person. You do this work for God. This is... What I look at is my mission is to assist those people through namology science that would not go to a psychic, that would not go to a numerologist or a, a you know, would not use any of those other alternative means to find right. out more about their purpose and why they're here, because this is a very scientific one. It can be duplicated. It was the trademark uh, office that literally said, this is a science. You have to call it a science for us to trademark it. And that's why it's namology science. And so it's duplicatable, it's everything. And it's so for those people that have a hard time delving into what I want to call the alternative spirituality pathways, mm-hmm. um, this is a way for them to get the same information and have it come in an acceptable form. Right. No, I think it's and, amazing. I do. I, I want to ask you a couple things. I, I, there's so much I want to ask you. Um, I, I talk about coronavirus and what it means. So people, I've heard this, I heard you on another show, I have to say. So I want to know, <laughs> yes. So, but tell people, because I thought that was quite interesting. Well, coronavirus says I'm going to be the one in charge, but I'm going to be fair. I'm going to attack everybody the same. <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter rich, poor, you wow. know, what race you are. I'm going to attack everybody the same because I'm fair. Mm-hmm. I'm very logical and deductive how I go about this. So I'm going to constantly duplicate myself and be able to do this in a way that I can constantly morph because I'm logical and I'm practical in the name. Um, it's very attractive. In other words, it's very easy to catch. Mm-hmm. You know, it has that charismatic letters in it. So mm-hmm. it's very easy to catch. Um, it includes everybody. You know, everybody gets to get a part of me is what the coronavirus is saying. And then look at the very ending, even with the word us. At the end, it's going mm-hmm. to unify society eventually because it's the only way that we're going to beat this thing is if we come together. And right now, if you look at the name as it goes through, you have the separation period and then you have at the end, you have this unification. Us. So in That's other words, crazy. everybody's going to be affected by this one way or another. All right. Tell me about Donald Trump. Um, Trump has an interesting name. He has logic and deductive reasoning. His name starts with religion and God and ends with religion and God. It's right there. And, you know, he starts every day with an hour of prayer. I don't know if people knew that, but every day. I didn't know that. I do, but I didn't know he did it. That's Yes, he does. And he does it with others that are working with him. It's like an hour of prayer. That's how we start our day. Okay. And so, and his name says that, that it's the D in Donald. You look at Donald. It starts with a D. It ends with a D. There's Mm -hmm. your, your bookends. Of religion. Okay, then it says I'm logical and deductive. I like to be the CEO. I can juggle a whole lot of things at a whole lot of time and never drop the ball on anything. It says that he's a visionary, but sometimes it's illusion, like he's not seeing clearly on something. So the same letters that say you're a visionary can say that you can see things wrong also. So okay. it's that's his real challenge in his name because the rest of it is very strong. It yeah. also says he has a temper. Now, tempers show up four different ways in a name, and it says what causes that temper to flare. And the way it shows up in his name is when systems don't work, he gets mad. 
Now, isn't that funny if you look about The Apprentice and what they have doing and what he's doing now, he's cleaning up what he considers systems that don't work. That don't work, yeah. Then the last name, you look at it as a whole and you take it apart in its parts and it says, I'm going to rise to the top. I'm going to show the truth. I'm going to do this in an entertaining way um, so that people can get it and see it without it being too abrasive because the first name with that temper coming out, it can be a little bit abrasive. Mm-hmm. Okay. It says, I am really good at manifesting what I want. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to use the power of influence to change things. And you put it all together. And there's a lot of letter combinations that are really hard to beat when those, when you're going up against those people, it's just like, Hey, you've got the head, you know, you got the magic letters. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. Yeah. But you think about it. Trump is like, he's going to Trump everything and everybody. I'm never going to count this man out. He's always going to come back. He's like that boomerang that you're not going to get rid of once he wants to be someplace because he'll trump all the enemies in the long run. And that's why God brought him here. Well, in the Bible, in Revelations, where it says you hear the trumpets roar. Yes, yes, I know. You think of Trump and Pence, Trump, Pence, roar. You know, it's, it's right there if you want to start tearing things apart. You know, we we read some things and we go, okay, I'm not really getting this. Is this literal trumpets? Is this, you know, whatever? It's, it's but it's Trump Pence. It's, it's Trump Pence. It's wow. Trump Pence. Roar. That's phenomenal. And so not, you, yeah, you just start reading different things. I look at everything through names. Well, I think it's amazing. I think what you do is amazing. Now I want to know about Biden, or maybe I don't. Well, he was he was always waiting his time. He was biding his turn. Oh my goodness. <laughs> okay. I should have known. <laughs> now he he it's very interesting in his name because he has a combination that is one of the very smartest combinations out there that you can have. This was a brilliant man. Absolutely brilliant. And because he was so smart, he felt he could do anything because he could outsmart anybody. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. And so he's got that. He's also got a combination in his name that when things don't go exactly how he has them planned, he doesn't know how to handle them. Right. I can tell that intuitively. I picked that up. Yeah. So it's this yeah. combination that's very, very interesting. And then if you look at the last name, he brings his den of people, you know, his group, and those people are loyal to him. And mm-hmm. I want to say, it's very interesting uh, when Trump was running for office and I just, I was telling everybody, I can tell you what I'm getting is that he's the one working for God. Now yeah, I yeah. am not going to look at the personality. Okay. So this is what my team said when they were coming through um, to me. And they said, if you have roaches in your house, do you, you hire somebody to come get the roaches out of your house? Do you care what that person looks like? No. Do you care who that person sleeps with? No. Do you care how that person talks? Mm-mm. Do you only really care if that person can get rid of the roaches in your house? Right. Well, God hired Trump to get rid of the roaches in his house. Yeah. I mean, and that's how it was explained to me. So I thought I'm not listening to the news. I'm not listening to the personality. I'm not listening to any of it. This is God's choice. And that's what counts. This is really interesting to to hear you say all these different things. It just, it amazes me. Another thing you talk about, you say children choose their names. Talk about that. Okay. So when a soul is in the great beyond ready to enter in, 
they impress upon the one that's going to be naming them what they want to be called. So in different cultures, it's different. When I was in Turkey, um, they were telling me that it's the oldest male relative that gets to name the child. Sometimes it's the shaman or the witch doctor that gets to name the child. I mean, they have rules in different countries, what names you can pick. And like in Russia, the father's name is always a derivative, the female or the male derivative of that name for the middle name of the child. So there's all these rules around names throughout the the world, but the soul knows who's going to make the final decision. And they impress upon that person what they want to be called. And I have heard thousands of stories uh, when the parents absolutely knew what that name was going to be. You I wanted know, you to tell a story, a couple story. There are a couple stories in the book. Would you mind telling one of them where the people uh, thought they named the child or, or the father named the child, the right name, but the mother didn't. And the little boy was three. Can you tell that story? Do you know which yes. one I'm talking about? So, okay, cool. Yes. So the, both of the parents woke up and they said, our son, came to us last night and gave me his name. Now they did not even know that she was pregnant yet, but they both had this dream. And so the, the wife said, okay, go in the other room and write down what you got. I'm going to stay in this room and write down what I got. And then let's compare. So we're not influencing each other. Okay. So the mother wrote down Joshua Jedediah and the father wrote down Joshua Jeremiah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so the father says, well, you usually get this better than me. So we'll go with Joshua Jedediah. Right. Well, two months later, they realized that she was pregnant and they started calling him from Joshua. They never had an ultrasound. They knew they were having a boy. Right. And then two weeks before the child was actually born, the father gets another dream. And he says, our son came to me again last night and he doesn't want to be a Jedediah. He wants to be a Jeremiah. And the mother says, okay, not a problem. So they named him Joshua Jeremiah. Right. You'd think that was the end of the story. Right. But the mom was working one night late on a project and the child gets up and comes and startles her. And she goes, okay, okay, wait, <laughs> you know, I didn't hear you. What can I do for you? What do you need? You know? And, and he's about three at this time, right? He's about three almost years old. Three. Okay. Okay. He's almost three. Yeah. And the child says, you almost got my name wrong. And of course, this is so out of context that that the mother goes, what, excuse me, huh? <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. And the child says, I came to you and gave you my name, but you got it wrong. And I had to go to dad and give him my name. <laughs> she you know, was you like, almost got my name wrong. And the mother's response was, well, did you end up with the right name? Okay, good. We're good. No, we're good to go. <laughs> I love it. Hey, we got to go to commercial break, you guys. I'm here today with Sean Lynn Wyeth, and I have questions for her uh, on her name when we come back from commercial break. This is Nancy Yerald. This is High Road to Humanity, and we will be right back. Hang on. We have more stories to tell on High Road to Humanity. Check out Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, to book your first 30 minutes coaching session for free to get you on your high road. This is the Tokinet Radio Network, radio with a cutting edge. We want to thank you so much for listening to High Road to Humanity. This is where Nancy and her guests tell stories that will guide you and enlighten your mind and soul. Now, welcome back to the High Road. 
Hi, this is Nancy Yerout, and this is High Road to Humanity. I'm here today with Sharon Lynn Wyeth, and we're talking about names. I want to know about your name. So on your book, of course, everybody wants to call you Sharon. Um, was the little, you know, uh, symbol here, did you change your name? Was it always this? Talk to me. Okay, so my mom tells this story. Okay. She says that I didn't talk till I could talk in sentences. And the very first sentence I ever said was, you got my name wrong. Oh. <laughs> and, and so she named me and she was calling me Sharon. And I refused all the way through fourth grade to be called Sharon. I said, that's not my name. It is not my name. I tried having people call me every derivative, every spelling difference, every everything, trying to find my name. Okay. Okay? okay. And I just, I hated my name. And I finally went by Sharon only because I had the most marvelous fourth grade teacher. I was going oh, by man. Sherry at the time. And there were two other Sherry's in the classroom. And the teacher came to me and said, every time I say Sherry, three of you guys answer, I really need you to go by Sharon. And so you and did. she was such a nice lady that I agreed. Okay. okay. However, mom went to a Jewish wedding later on and the rabbi introduced the couple and the woman getting married was named Sharon, but the rabbi pronounced it Sharon. So mom called me because by that time I wasn't living at home. How old were you? How old were you then? I was around 36. Okay. I was 35, 36, right in there. Okay. And mom called me and she said, she said, Sharon, I think I've got your name. I think I know why I got it off and you weren't happy with it. Cause I went to this wedding and they pronounce in Hebrew, Sharon, Sharon, my whole body vibrated. And within three days, that's all I've accepted. Is I just got chills on that one too. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought it was close, but you know, it was no like, cigar, man. <laughs> but the soul knew. So, because people with the first vowel of an A and the people with the first vowel of an O are visual learners, we've taken information through our eyes okay. and our eyes are dominant. I legally had my name changed to an accent over the O to help the visual learners remember that this one's said differently. Like me, I'm a visual learner, so I have to look at it. I really do have to look at it. I'm like, okay, that is really interesting. That has to, I mean, wow. You have to know, obviously, that you're living your dream. You're living in the path just like you were supposed to. This is exactly what you're supposed to do. I bet you're just totally fulfilled. It's, I'm, I'm content. I don't know if, if you would say fulfilled, I'm content because yeah. I can still see the other things that have been planned for me to accomplish and or to do or to share. So like I have, I have three more books after this one that'll come out in September. So, wow. and I've got to get those done and out because of the knowledge that has been given to me that needs to come out and get shared. I so love it. I think I will be thrilled when I accomplish what I can see in my name has been planned for me and what I need to be doing. If that makes sense. It's like no, it does. It does. It makes perfect sense. And I'm going to have you back with all your books if you'll come back, because I just think it's amazing. So I hope you'll come back and see us. Oh, I would love to. Oh, thank you. Hey, I have a couple more questions. So okay. what does God mean? The, the name God is flexibility, nurturing, and divinity and follow the universal laws. That's what the name God means. Whoa, that's wow. Yeah. Of course. And as long as you do, you live in the flow. 
That's as long as you do. But I think in our world, Nancy, it's really challenging for us to know what are the universal laws versus what are man-made laws. And where did things like the telephone game, that if you say something often enough, it gets changed or missed or misheard or misinterpreted or whatnot. How do we go back to the original? Well, and I think, and I'll just tell you what I feel. I feel um, doing the things like you're doing and I'm doing, and that's meditation and in prayer, like Trump is doing and getting in touch with the divine. When you get in touch with God and I do it every morning and I bring in the light and I bring in the light through my crown chakra, I connect to mother earth. And I believe that that is how we stay centered and stay balanced and stay in the truth. I really do. Yeah. It's a wonderful way, Nancy, to be able to do that. And I'm so sorry, this phone turns itself on and I'm obviously not being very successful at trying to get it off. It's okay. um, the, I, how I went about it as a child was that I read every year, I gave myself an entire book to read. And so like in, in eighth grade, I read the entire Bible from front to start. I just look at how many pages are there, how many days in the school year and make the division and how much I have to read every day to get through it. And then the next year I did the Bahá'u'lláh Gita and the next year I did the Book of Mormon and I just did a book every year. At the yeah. same time, I was reading everything possible because mom was reading Edgar Cayce and Ruth Montgomery and, oh, cool. and, and all of that. So every time she came home with a book, I was reading it. You know, um, people we, with the first vowel of an A like you and I have are, we are the readers. We're the ones that keep the bookstores in business. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so I was just consuming as many books as possible. And what my thinking was, is that if there's an overlap, where's the overlap? What are they all saying that's basically the same? That's got to be the original truth. Okay. Now I had an advantage because when I was reading the Bible every, every night, um, after about the six weeks, somewhere in there, I got this voice over my left shoulder and it would say, well, you need to know the history to really understand what this means, or they've left this part out, or they changed this part, or we need to add some more in here so you get thorough understanding. And uh -huh. in my 13-year-old brain, I honestly thought that that's why they tell you to read the Bible every night, because then you get the audio edition. You know, <laughs> okay, okay, that's hilarious. I love it. Did you tell anybody, did you tell your mom that you were getting oh. these messages as you were Okay. Interesting. Interesting. No. Um, however, every day after school, starting when I was in eighth grade, my mother was taking classes from Afro West, which was one of the few astrologers that Hitler had not killed. And she was interviewed um, for In Search Of program oh, wow. that never aired because it ended up going off the air before that one aired. Wow. Um, but she had a hundred percent predictability between astrology and her own psychic ability. She was she was just an amazing person. Okay. And she ended up being my mom's best friend for a long story. So mom would go every Wednesday and study with her for three hours every Wednesday morning with her friends. Mm -hmm. And she would come home every Wednesday and start to teach us what Afra had taught her. And we would get this weekly lesson, this daily lesson for a week until she went again. And then she'd have new things she wanted to teach us. So if you look at it every day after school, us five kids would race home to get around that table so we could hear what mom had to say. Oh, cool. And then she had reading assignments. That's why those books were coming into the house. Mm 
And so she gave us the highlights of her books that were precious. But of course, I want to read the whole thing for myself because I know you can lift anything out of anything. So, um, so I was being taught every day after school by mom on the spiritual road. Then at night, dad would come home and he would have a logical deductive reasoning thing for us. I wrote my fourth book is an itty bitty book on what happens when all attribute to how dad taught us. And he would give us a situation and he would say, what do you do? How do you handle this? And us five kids would start answering. Well, we could do this. We could do this. We could do this. And he'd ask us questions. Well, how do you know? How do you know this? How do you know that? You're assuming something. And then he'd tell us at the end of the dinner table, you know, at the end of the meal, that this is how you ought to handle this. And so there's so many times in my life where, where I've just done something and people have said, how did you know to handle that? Especially when I was a school administrator and people would ask that. And I go, well, my dad taught me, you know, during this time. So you think about it. I had this very rich environment for learning because every day was a lesson either in thinking skills or in spirituality. How blessed. All five of us grew up very, very balanced. Yeah. How blessed. How blessed. And that's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. That's an amazing story. It really is. Um, I have a couple more questions before we get out of here today. I want to know what uh, Jesus' name means. What does Jesus mean? Okay. So, you know, Jesus is the the Greek part of his name. Okay. His real name was Yeshua, which is a Y-E-S-H-U-A. Okay. Okay. And it was Yeshua ben Joseph. So it says, I'm going to learn from everybody around me to be one of the most intelligent people here because I'm pulling into me, I'm pulling into my environment, the most intelligent people that are here on the planet to to teach me and to help me grow. Then it says that I am the, the leader's leader or the boss's boss. Okay. It says I come from compassion and I come from feeling mode. And at the same time, I'm very intelligent. His name says that he needs freedom above all else. So how do you go about getting freedom? And I really believe we all get our freedom when we trust the Lord. Yes. Okay. Because that gives us freedom because we don't go into fear. Right. It's all about, it's all about, yes, yes. Because we trust everything's a plan, even if we don't see it, (laughs) you know? Well, and as you get more connected and I'll just say this, and I say this a lot on my show, I mean, I've learned to look at things from a different perspective, I look th- at things from a, a different, uh, like a wider view, uh, I guess, more outside of, I can see the issue and I look at it from an outside view instead of being in it, if that makes all sense. Right. Instead of having tunnel vision, you look at, you I know, do. what's the purpose here? The broader picture. The, yes. yes. The broader picture. Um, what I have a couple more, if you don't mind. I know, I yeah. know we're, we're almost an it, hour it here. I say that Yeshua has a sense of humor and was very likable. That's all say, that, say that again, that he had a sense of humor. Jesus did. And, and that he was very likable. Oh, he had a great sense of humor. That's interesting. Well, and I will say this not to be out there, but you know, I've been through different things in my life and um, had Jesus come and, and I knew he was around me and you know, when he's around you or with you, and that's only happened to me a couple of times, but just the, the know that, if you ask and know that he's there for you. Um, I just want people to know that he does come and he, he, he's with us, you know, he can be in different places at different times. And I don't know if you've ever felt that, but I felt his presence. And it's, uh, I think it's a continual feeling when you have trust that you know that you're being supported by the universe. Yes. 
Yes. You know, and even though we can go through garbage and I think every life has some garbage in there. So we learn. So exactly. So that we, so that we learn and we grow and we have a reason to ask questions. If everything's going smoothly, we stop asking. And so that keeps us moving along on our pathway of why we're here and what we're here to grow and how we're here to learn. And see, and to me, from reading all those books, the soul already has the knowledge. Like we already know that E equals MC squared. Okay. But we may not know where do the numbers come from that go into that formula? And when do you apply that formula? And when do you have to tweak it? And when's another formula better? We don't have the experience that goes with the knowledge that we hold. So as you're looking at a name, it literally says you're coming in to get experience in this broad area. And then here's the seven component parts of what you want to experience so that you get that piece of thorough knowledge that experience gives you so that you can comprehend the knowledge that you already hold better. And I'm going to expand on that. It's just not the experience. It's the feeling. Yes. It's the feeling Yes, because when we're in spirit form, we don't have the feeling, but we're in human form. See, I've been figuring this out too. Then, (laughs) yeah, then you have the feeling. And, and that's why I always say, we don't even realize how blessed we are to be in these bodies and to be able to live in these bodies. And that's why God says this is a temple. And that's why we're supposed to really keep, take good care of ourselves because we're here to experience, we're here to learn, and we're here to feel. And that's how we grow is by our emotions, by the feeling of love. And and what do you think about that? Well, in this health book (laughs) that I'm we're currently am I am on. I am I hitting home there? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's discussed in the self book. It's now in the stage of where the the grammar queen's going through it. Okay, mm-hmm. um, that's what stage it's in. But in this health book, I literally talk about how we combine feelings with thought, and that's right. how we create the emotions. But the emotions are on this mobile strip loop, and they keep coming around and around and around. Right. And emotions right. is what. Any inappropriate emotions or off-balanced emotions is what causes diseasement in the body or disease. That's right. That's right. That's what comes That's from right. the emotions. So I believe it's very important to have a good thinking brain because right. that's the age of Aquarius. I believe we are supposed to have mastered that it's okay to have all the feelings that we have, just don't grab onto them and anchor them in. And mm-hmm. that's what we were to learn during the age of Pisces. And therefore if we can have the feelings and have them flow through us and have every cell in our body experiencing them and then combine those, but not hold on to them, but not hold, not on, hold to on, them. on to them. Right. That's the key. Right. That's the real key. Cause if you hold on, yeah. they, they turn into an emotion and right. that's what causes the problem. You gotta let them shoom just by. <laughs> right. Right. It's kind of like if you're meditating, you do that with your thoughts, right? Just let them flow in and out feelings. You're supposed to flow in and out. So when, when I get what I'm going to call a distasteful feeling, Mm -hmm. okay, my method is to say, okay, body, instead of holding it in this one area where I'm feeling it, like I got gut punched or whatever, I'm going to spread this feeling out to every single one of the billions of cells in my body, let you all have this experience. And once we've all had this experience, then we can say, okay, we shared it. We're good to go. We can let it go. We've gotten what we came out of that experience. How do you consciously do this? Say this to yourself. You do. Yeah. And because of that, it's reprogramming. It's reprogramming. Yes. And because of that, it's easy for me to forgive a situation. And also I redefine things like forgiveness to me is I am for not against giving the situation back to God and the universal laws. I don't have to hold it. I don't have to carry it. 
I gained my experiences from it. I'm able to let it go. Gosh, that totally makes sense to me. And I think it's wonderful. And it's good advice because that is how we get sick because we hold it in our bodies and that's where disease sets in. I have one more question. I mean, okay. I could sit here and talk to you for a whole, <laughs> a whole other hour. We're almost up to an hour, but um, tell me what heaven means. Heaven to me is a state of being. It's not a place. It's a state of being. It's a state of consciousness. And it's a state of consciousness where you're not judging. You are accepting whatever happens. Because I think for a human being, it's very hard for us to have unconditional love. But it's very easy and possible to have unconditional acceptance. And so it means I'm not judging. And I think it really helps that I'm able to look at everybody's name and say, oh, look, you came to experience this rotten stuff and this great stuff (laughs) and to see what you're going to do with it, you know, and, and that when somebody does something, it's like, I know it's not me personally. I know it's right there in their pattern and in their name. So there's an unconditional acceptance. And I think heaven is when we come to inner peace within ourselves that we know we're okay and we know everybody else is equally okay. I like that. All right. Highway to humanity. Okay. So highway to the humanity. High road to humanity. Yeah. High road to humanity is really an interesting combination because you have that AD in high road, which is you're working for God. Yes. (laughs) Which is really cool. You have inclusivity in the beginning. You start with spirituality. Because H's are spirituality, that's your holy letter, okay? And then you're ending with high road with the D, which is religion. So there's a combination right there. You've got flexibility in there. You've got confidence in there that you're not leading people astray, that you're confident that this is the road or this is the way to go. Mm -hmm. And and you've got the letters in there as you continue through the name that says, we're going to be one of the top programs you can listen to, which is why I'm just doubly pleased that you invited me onto your show. Oh, thank you. That and, means the world to me. Thank you. You know, and it says that you're balanced between the name says that you're balanced between emotions and mental, which is where a goal is for everybody to get to. And it says it's got charisma, a good memory, good organization. So in other words, this is a professional show yes. that is doing God's work. And you're coming across very balanced, which is why I happen to also listen to your show. Oh, my God. (laughs) Thank you so much. You made my year. You just made my year. Oh, my gosh. Well, that's exactly why I do the show. So you hit it right on the head. Wow. That's amazing. It says why you named it that, but the name is very appropriate to what you're doing, Nancy. Yeah. Well, it came from my heart. So thank you. Oh, that's I just feel so blessed that you told me that. Um, now I want to know, tell the audience how they can get in touch with you, tell them about your website, tell them all your contact information. Okay. Well, the easiest way to get a hold of me is through the website, knowthename.com, because all okay. the books start with know the name that are in this series. And if you're not someplace where you can write this down at the moment, all you have to remember later is you're going to go, oh, I need to remember the name. I need to know that name. Oh, that was it. Know the name. Know the name. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. And you have classes and can they get a personal consultation um, on your website? Yeah, you can go to services and under services, you can see that if you want to take classes, if you want a personal uh, consultation, if you're in HR, I help HR people pick the right position or uh, the right person for the right position. I assist attorneys in how to present their cases so that they're hitting all the personalities the right way to have a better win percentage for their clients. Wow. Um, there's a lot there and you can schedule it yourself. 
I love it. I love it. I am so glad you came on the show and I can't wait to have you back. Thank you so much. Thank you, Nancy. Oh, God bless. Okay, guys, it's called Know the Name, Know the Person. Sharon Lynn Wyeth, you guys have to check this book out. It's amazing. Um, thanks again for coming on the show. Hey, this is Nancy. You're out. This is High Road to Humanity, and we will see you next time. Everybody take care. God bless. Hey, you guys, join me next week on The High Road for more stories filled with wisdom, love, and hope for our future. Have a fabulous week and know that by staying on The High Road, you will make it to your destination. Visit my website, nancyyearout.com, where you can book a private session to learn how to tap into your own abilities. And check out my YouTube channel. It's Nancy Yearout's High Road to Humanity. You can achieve your goal